and welcome back to a lovely time uh, with our friends in D&D, um, also known as Dingoes and Dimwits. In the last episode, our heroes went out and fought a giant uh, sunflower as well as some corn for a while. It might have been the episode beforehand, doesn't matter. They fought a giant sunflower. It went as bad as well as you could imagine fighting a giant sunflower would be, um, even though, you know, one of them almost died. Anyways, doesn't matter. They made it back alive. They came back and in the process, they have all leveled up. So starting off today's episode, we are in the inn. Everyone's all in the room. I paid for everybody. Yeah, Navaf did pay for everything. Yeah, you pay for everything. Yeah, so you're all in there. So um, in in this room, there are like subsections of like, the, the you don't have like four beds in the same slotted area. Basically, it's a main foyer kind of little room uh, and then just like, a doorway that leads to just a, a tiny bedroom, essentially. And everyone has like their own cutoff area. The other thing as well is that now that everyone has hit level two, we need to know how you leveled up. Starting with Navarth, how did you reach level two enlightenment? So I wake up feeling fresh and if anything, kind of enlightened really. It's as if nature has bestowed its healing powers onto me, as if anything I touch will feel nature's magical caress and will feel rejuvenated by my touch. Not only that, but I feel as though I can mark things because as I wake up, for some reason I can see Baral through the wall. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Wouldn't you just want to see me all the time? Oh. <laughs> As soon as he said Mark, all I thought was like a dog marking their territory. <laughs> His bed is also quite wet. <laughs> he wakes up in just a pool of urine. So I'm not entirely sure what it what it may mean, but I, I just feel as though I have the ability to mark mark my enemies or my friends. Mm. So, yeah, basically, as, as part of leveling up to level two, Navarth, as a ranger, now has enlightened himself to be able to use spells. And because of that, he can now... Nature can now cure his wounds. Mm -hmm. And also, he has a spell called Hunter's Mark, which basically he marks an enemy um, for a duration of an hour. And it allows me to roll 1d6 of extra damage uh, if they have been hit with the Hunter's Mark. I'm also more proficient with, or I'm, I went with the ranger skills, so I'm proficient with uh, an, an, a bow. In particular, soul string is now more effective in your hands than it was yes. previously. So you get like a, you get a bonus to your hit DC, which is great because in the last episode you had a great old time hitting that giant soul string. And I, you? we we weren't in sync in our last battle. Uh, there was definitely quite a number of misses. Um, but uh, that is okay. We are raring to go on our adventure today to kill whoever we may need at any point in time. Also, just to make sure of it, so elves inherently don't actually sleep. Now, this is kind of a thing with D&D as a whole. You can either meditate uh, or, or uh, as part of this universe, you can choose to sleep. You don't gain anything from it other than what you would typically get for a long rest. Normally, you just meditate in like a calm, peaceful nature. Oh, no, I 100% wanted to sleep. I'm, I'm going to say because of how Navarth is and like the way that he uh, just he closes his eyes and he falls asleep and there's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the soul string, oh, yeah, me, mm, 
and just like <laughs> stuff like that in his fucking dream. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's just generally how he deals with it. Whereas you, on the other hand, um, Falas, you you meditate uh, in a state that appears to be sleep. Falas, how did you go from where you are at level one to now level two? Giving the circumstances of uh, the dream that I just had. Yes. About someone saying they're going to come get us and dealing with the death of Grey's master, I realized that I was helpful in dealing damage, but I could have maybe had more potential. So I um, remembered my mother's teachings, trying to teach me other elements and stuff like that, and have picked up the skill of burning hands. And I've also learned shocking grasp, uh, shock and grasp is a touch, you, so you have to make physical contact with and being five uh, five feet. Whereas um, burning hands, you have to. It's it's a cone of fifteen feet in front of you. Yeah. Uh, now the other thing that we have to plan to mention because you are meditating and you are having lucid dreams, the arcane forces and spells and everything like that that affects like the magical realm around us. You have inherently kind of started to feel uneasy since the transaction yesterday where you enter that cave the surrounding feel of just magic that you are an inept to uh kind of just feels off just in in the wider scheme of things of the world yeah so and now also Borel. um i just want to say no matter what you do through the night you kind of feel get the sensation that you have someone staring at you the entire time not sure why I think I know who that is. Mm. You know, it's just there's just this like this this tiny little voice in my cell that goes, "Hi, how am I? Look at me, hey!" And I go, "Wow, I wish he would disappear for the rest of this." I mean, he's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a pretty it was a pretty good rest. I'm not gonna lie, I woke up feeling a bit more invigorated, like I could, uh, I don't know, maybe have one extra bonus move somehow through a combat. You know, just just a feeling. Definitely so. As a fighter, you've picked up the ability to be able to use uh, a thing called Action Surge. So essentially being able to take an additional action on your turn uh, once per short rest. So short rest, again, being you know a short period of time where you guys sit down. doesn't necessarily need to be a full night or anything like that. Fancy that. Uh, it costs no action to cast it, so you still have your normal action to attack that turn. So you can just basically spend it at will and it's you know it's good it's a good time you you feel invigorated when you wake up in the morning even though there's you know holes burning in the back of your head from eyes from eye yeah very particular eyes so now moving on to ugor how did you sleep last night how did you get yourself to where you are now Pretty sure I, I snored like a dragon. You don't want that, trust me. You don't want to sound <laughs> like a dragon. My arms was a bit hot and heavy when he woke up. I might hear that and then and then start seeing you through walls. So just just be careful with how like a dragon you sound, buddy. Conveniently, Ugor <laughs> locked his bedroom door for a good reason. <laughs> I, I lent my shield up against it as well, by the way. <laughs> it's a heavy shield. <laughs> I got up as normal a bit earlier. Um... I sat down and I, I did a bit of praying. While I was doing that, I kind of felt this this sensation running through me, sort of telling me that I can share some of my power that I have. So um, I don't know what that is yet. But well, you do, you do. So, so uh, I do know what that is. I do, do know. What I do. Yes. <laughs> um, I can share my power. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, uh, Ugo has had a lovely little rest, and he's gained an ability 
that he can now cast as a spell called Bless. You can bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever that target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, that target can roll an additional d4 and add the number to the attack roll or saving throw. It is a buff spell. It lasts up to one minute, so 10 turns. So that means he could target hypothetically the three of you and give you an additional d4 to your attack roll. Hashtag bless. <laughs> I also, also want to say that I received a, a carrier pigeon message from um, a producer that basically said you could say it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I wonder who's doing that. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Ugor. He's also a buff motherfucker and probably will never take damage ever again. Well, in the last fight, he didn't. So, Wait, so he, he has gained a proficiency in defense. So because of that, his armor class has gone up one. It's now sitting at 17. But when he has his shield, it's 19. Also, um, as per being a paladin at the you know increasing of your level, you can now heal with lay on hands twice as much. So up to 10 hit points, you can now heal your friends for or yourself or not your friends. Um, so that is it. Everyone has leveled up. Everyone feels really invigorated. Now, there's something that I need to clarify on because we've gone this many episodes without really talking about it. Everyone is wearing clothes that kind of suit the situation. So. Navarth, you've been around for, you know, 60 odd years. You've pretty much been wearing the same kind of clothes for about that time frame. You know, long, long camo-ish kind of pants with similar-ish kind of top uh, with a hood. And it's kind of been tattered. It's, you know, a 40-ish year old hood. So, it's, you've taken it on and off. It's been used a lot. It's pretty knackered. Ugor, you're wearing your paladin chain mail with woven in cloth. So, uh, your right hand uh, or the arm that is like completely exposed. Basically, the chainmail comes up to your shoulder but because you, know, you have your de- divine mark on your shoulder, the ball of your shoulder on your right arm. So, it's shown and the rest of your arm is kind of exposed. But the rest of your clothing, you have your chainmail with like you know, cloth woven into it. And it looks kind of just gray, you know, very stock standard paladin kind of look. For last, you have, um, because you've been working with a merchant for some time, you kind of just have your com- like commoner's kind of clothes. You're not really wearing any like sorcerer's garments. Yeah. You know, commoner's clothes with like a kind of coat um, over the top with everything else kind of gray and mixtures of like light brown. Boral, because you've snuck out of where you were, I bought a boat and came to this you know, island to kind of blend in you, you know, started wearing commoners clothes as well. Yeah. So you're just wearing just kind of mixtures of greys, tans, kind of. Earthy colours. Yeah, earthy kind of tones, just something to kind of neutralise yourself in. And there's a reason for this that I say this and you'll find out soon. But in any case, you guys have all had a lovely rest in the morning. Everyone's up and, you know, there's a complimentary breakfast that has been left by the door. You hear a knock at the door and a complimentary breakfast has been left there if anyone wants to go grab it. Sure, yeah, let's, let's go breakfast. I, I could most definitely go Pancakes, for a beer. Bacon eggs. What do you think this is? Um, it's it's like a it's it's a mixture of like a kind of porridge with like um fruit. There's also uh, freshly squeezed juice as well as very blackened coffee uh, because this world doesn't really use uh, sweeteners that much in its coffee. So there is option for that. Complimentary as part of the package that you bought to stay for the night. Okay, I will hammer down a cup of coffee or two, white with no sugar. Yeah, you want some toast for that one too, while you're asking? 
Oh, mate, I'd love some toast. Would you like some toast, bro? You you seemed like you were pretty hungry when I was watching you this morning. Do I have the right to punch him square in the face? <laughs> you know, what, I'm going to roll for an unarmed strike. You can roll. <laughs> I rolled thirteen. Uh, yeah, that hits. That will hit. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I bludgeon for zero and I punch him in the arm and tell him, "Don't ever say that again." You're going to deliberately not uh, cause any damage. Yep. So, yep. He just he just punches you square in the arm, and I I give him a a bit of a sock in the arm, maybe close to a dead arm, not quite. I tell him, "If he say those words again, it won't be it won't be my fist hitting you, mate." I just say that that tickled. I like it when you hit me. Oh, this, this relationship is uh, going swimmingly. Um, all right. So, you guys kind of get settled for the morning. You get your gear back on. You have obviously things that you would like to keep doing. Um, you hear a lot of commotion going on from outside, though, as you guys are doing this. The room that you're in doesn't actually have any windows. Um, there's just like, kind of like vents in the ceiling and the floor. Um, but you, can, you can hear through the walls and the outside and the streets, basically, that there's a lot of commotion going on. Um, as you leave your bedroom and head downstairs to where the uh, main inn is, where you have dinner, it's kind of pretty clear at the moment. There's not really many people there. There's just a uh, woman there sweeping. Oh, good morning. Uh, you, are you guys going to stay for the festival? I'll, I'll take a step forward and I'll say uh, as, as much as we would appreciate that we do actually have, we do have to start heading north. We are in pursuit of a minotaur at the moment. Oh, that, that's a shame. The, the, we have a market going on at the moment with a whole variety of shops. You, you look like you could use some things. Accent is horrible, by the way. <laughs> we could probably, you know, hit the shops up and try and see if we can replenish our inventory and see what's around the place before we continue on. But we really do need to be moving. Yeah. We've already wasted enough time. What is the, um, the event for? We have a week, weekly market. Uh, it, it, we get people from all over that comes into town. I don't know what this accent is anymore. <laughs> and, and we get people in and we have different markets from different things. We have one really interesting individual who has more arms than they should. But as you should know, they have wonderful clothing. All right, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're saying I look like shit, aren't you? <laughs> you, you haven't, you're having a go at the way I dress. I, I no. Are we going to have a problem here? I'll have you know that nature has bestowed a lot of power onto me. And uh, uh, Vath, if you're not Vath, careful- I appreciate your enthusiasm, but um, we're not here to pick fights. Can I grab him by his ears? You can. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say you don't even need to roll for it. Okay, I'm going to grab him by his ears and yank him backwards and apologize. Hey, excuse, excuse, Ugo, excuse me. No, I was, I was talking to this lady. She had a go at my clothing and I'm not okay with this. I, I take a step forward in front of Navarth to try and stop his arm. Look, we, we appreciate your offer. Follas, I think you kind of have to split the water here. Do you think we should continue or do you think we can spend a bit more time here? Well, to catch the Minotaur, he's a week ahead of us as well. So we would have to make face to catch up. True. Ugo? I'm with Follas. Are you guys trying to head to Sledge? Heading north, yeah. Yeah. So Sledge is only about six hours from here. It's not far at all. Uh, the other thing is that the markets, there's, there's only about like six stalls. There's not that much to see. I guess we are a small town, but we also do have some fun festivities going on as well. We have like a test of strength, a marksman shooting thing, uh, and a couple other small little things where you can win prizes. Did you say that it's on weekly? It is a weekly thing, yes. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> oh, okay. If we know that a Minotaur is in Sledge because he's going to help his father or whatever, and it's only six hours away, we could 
spend a couple hours here yeah this is our first mission to our first like quest together we should probably make a good name for ourselves yeah well apparently we need to look good while fucking doing it because apparently i look like shit Navar, so stay back there please. look no I've, I've had it up to here with you bro you've been nothing but a pain in my ass since four o'clock in the morning when i started looking at you <laughs> <laughs> Can I choke you out? No, no, we're not. We're not having it. As you guys are kind of bickering at the front door, um, a, a, a man opens the front door. A man with a massive, thick mustache who looks kind of like a strong man just opens up the door. Says to the girl, "Daryl, are you are you going to come out? We're going to close the inn, aren't we? I want you to I want you to see what these guns have got to show off to you." And he starts just like lifting his arms up, just pumping his arms back and forth. Test of strength is going to be mine this year. We're staying. <laughs> As you guys uh, are kind of usher your way out into the street, you see that uh, the town that you were, you know, in that was kind of quiet yesterday, with a couple of people wandering around, now has a bunch of stalls standing out in the front. So there are six stalls. Um, one of them has like paper card kind of looking things, little cardboard things with like a really haggardy old woman moving cards around. There, there's that test of strength, you know, thing where you grab a hammer, you hit the pin, and it goes up and hits the bell at the top. Uh, there's now some like archery, big hay things that you can shoot from a distance with like a white line just off to the side. There's a stall that has in big writings, potions, potions, potions. And next to them is also a clothing store called Tailored to You. And also another store that has just trinkets, just written really poorly with like pencil, you can imagine. And it's really small for some reason. Uh, and, and the other two stalls are just ones with like fruit and vegetables. Can I ask to do a check to see if I can see a small elven boy at about eight years old doing any deliveries with a, with a possible conspicuous package at all? Um, you, you wanted to do like a perception check basically to see if you Whatever can see Whatever check the boy I need to do to find there. that little, I mean, wonderful young elf boy. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, there's a lot of people. Uh, the, I would say there's probably about anywhere between 100 to 200 people kind of roaming around. Um, you can you can definitely give it a roll. Just just roll a d20. Roll perception. Just a perception check, yeah, to see what you get. Here we go. It's a oh, bit of a six. A six. Mm. So you see that there are people. True. Question. Is there anything I can roll for to try and pick him out of the crowd? I mean, you can definitely try and do a perception check. Same thing. All right. I'll roll a perception check to use Hunter's Mark to see him. I roll a 16. Yep, 16. Yep. So you roll that. Um, uh, nope, you, you you have a look around. You can't really see kid at all in, in the area. You see like a, quite a lot of people, some people that you recognized yesterday. It's just a, that dude that was rambling on, uh, that woman that was like freaked the fuck out when Rampage decided to speak in her brain. She is a little bit on edge. Looks like she hasn't slept uh, much. I'm um, not really sure why <laughs> that is. But yeah, no, she's wandering around with uh, her husband and a small little boy. Uh, you can only assume it's her, probably her son. So you can't perceive to see the elven boy that was delivering packages yesterday. Okay. The DM just doesn't want us to see him. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's stalls and stuff and, and any tests of strength. I want to do the archery. Can I Can I take, is, there, is it like a challenge or is it just set up to do marksman? There is a challenge. Uh, you see a sign next to the archery thing that says first place is currently hit uh, four out of five uh, on the bullseye. I would like to take on the challenge. Yeah, all right. So uh, as you guys are all walked out into the uh, town, as it's bustling, moving, Navarth just beeline straight for the, the archery thing. I will say that I, I do follow closely in tow, mainly just to stand next to him, arms crossed. 
simply judge. Just just watch disappointingly. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much judging. I'll probably go look for the potions. Okay, so Navartha's going to head over to the archery. You know, Braille's going to go with him. Uh, Flas is going to go to the potion stand. What are you going to do, Ugo? I'll stay and watch. You're going to go as well with Navarth? I'm going to stay and watch Navarth. All right, so in that um, motion, then I'm actually going to deal with Falas first. So, Falas, you, you walk over to this potion store uh, where it's got potions, 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 and there's a man with really thick glasses, uh, very old, with just a variety of vials with different labels in front of them. It's all written in common, uh, nothing to uh, unto on. He just greets you. Hello there. Uh, how's it going, sir? Well, I'm old. Business is always good. I always seem to sell out of the stimulant potion. You look down and there's a little potion that's uh, pinkish and violent. It says stimulant and with, for some reason, what you can only imagine is a V shape uh, next to two circles with a line and a D for some reason. I'm not following that at all. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Viagra. It gives you a little bit of a pep in your kick, if you know what I mean, Sonny. Mm. It makes your penis grow. We, we, we have... Jeez. <laughs> well, what other potions do you have? Well, we have potions of healing, uh, potions of smelling dog, uh, potions to get rid of cheese smell in carpets. That's a popular one. We also have potions that make you invisible from the waist down. <laughs> right. And uh, potions that also, for some reason, when you drink them... Everything in the world becomes blue. Just blue. Like him. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> right. How much are the healing potions or what is your price range? Well, we, we, have, we have two types. We have uh, health potions and greater healing potions. Right. Which one is the cheaper of the two? Well, well uh, for, for 10 silver, a health potion and a greater healing potion is uh, one gold. Uh, how much stock do you have of them? I have... Just one of each, or...? I, I basically have four. Um, I might buy the four greater and the four healing potions. He, he looks down at a piece of paper and just gets, like, a pencil and just very slowly, as his arm is shaking, like, furiously tries to write down numbers. One. Two. Wait, one. Two. <laughs> This dude is very, very old. That'll that'll be four gold and forty silver. Do you have discounts because I'm purchasing the whole stock? Well, if you buy a stimulant one, I'll I will make it <laughs> I'll make it four gold and twenty silver. Sure, I'll go with that. So for clarity, so how potions work in in my world, at least, uh, essentially when you drink a potion, they have portion sizes. So for instance, a healing potion has two portion sizes. So uh, eight HP can be drunk at half. So when you drink it, you can choose to take four hit points or eight as a total. Uh, Greater healing in this situation can be drunk in quarters. So it heals you for a total of 20 HP. You can drink it and scale down five or ten you can choose to drink half it or three quarters of it unless it's a potion that doesn't dictate that uh in, in the case of the um stimulant potion that has to be drunk a, a, as a whole to get the effect if you choose to try and drink it half you do not actually get the effects of it. you need to drink the entire thing i'm gonna ask the old mate how long does the boosted dick potion last oh it, it can be anything from 
30 minutes to one hour. However, if it lasts more than four, please consult your doctor. <laughs> right then. Okay. Um, so next time I see Burrell through a wall, Palas is just going to be Palas is going to be like, "Hey, would you like one of my stimulus?" Potions? Why am I being objectified? <laughs> so the the um the boosted dick potion essentially gives you a plus three to charisma. It'll come. It will come in handy when I want to fuck the dragon. I'm going to need to keep it up. That actually comes in handy. <laughs> so it, it essentially give, gives you a very charismatic thing, also makes your wood hard as uh, stone. Side effect of it, if you will, or and the main effect of it, depending on how you want to put it. Um, well, you hand him over the coins and after the transaction, I say thank, thank you and all that, and then I'll try and head over to um, the rest of the group to see what they're doing. So as, as this is happening, as Falas has gone off and uh, to the, that store, uh, the other three of you have wandered off into the archery area, kind of setting up. There's there's a dapper looking individual with a uh, really curly mustache. He's very skinny. Um, he's wearing a what you would assume being an outer world in the real life world uh, is a leotard. And basically he's taking a shot and as he's doing so, he's winking at some of the women in the crowd that are watching. Uh, and even at one point he fires a shot without looking let me just roll for it and ah, he hits a bullseye yeah straight on so so he is currently the contested uh, four out of five champion for this week i'm gonna split his fucking arrow down the middle okay well they clear off the arrows before the next person goes this is bullshit <laughs> you can split your arrows well, I mean, I won't. No, but then I'll lose <laughs> then one. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. You know what? Fuck it. That's fine. All right, so uh, you're going to compete. So there's this uh, yep. the other man, this, the same kind of man, that uh, the same dude that you that came in and asked Dahl. Uh, you can only assume her name is Dahl. He kind of looks you up and down. He's about a foot taller than you are. Can I compete also? <laughs> uh, yeah, they have they have uh, bows and arrows there. Uh, however... Uh, for some reason, the Varth gets a sensation that um, if he decides to use a bow that's not his, it's not going to go well. They go to offer it to me, but I politely decline because I have the only bow that I'll ever need right on my back. Right, right. So as you pull it off your back and you you ready to little, the people that are with you, Boral and, uh, and Ugor, you, you start hearing. It's not a rat or are you trying to attract a uh, cat by any means you just hear like little whispers you, you see for a moment just him like looking normally and then stops and then he's like registering information entering his brain it's a first <laughs> it's a first for me to be receiving information you don't know what that is you, you don't know what the whispering is uh you just you just hear it uh the other dude there doesn't hear it soul string is now going to fire uh you know what it's it's a fair I'll, I'll i'll make it so you're not actually shooting your arrows i'll be nice um, they have pre pre arranged arrows. So this this is a hundred foot range mm-hmm. that they have here. You being proficient in the longbow that you have are proficient at hundred and fifty range. So basically, yep. what I'm going to get you to do is roll a d20 with the hit DC for your longbow, mm-hmm. and depending okay. on where your score lands, would be to me whether or not you land a bullseye. So first roll is a eleven. Eleven. All right. So your first shot does hit, but does not land on the bullseye. It's one of those hay barrel ones, which has like a red circle with a white background and it has two red circles and then a red dot in the middle. You, your mm-hmm. uh, arrow lands square on in the inner circle, but not in the mm-hmm. bullseye on that shot. So you get four more shots. 
Second one. Get fucked. Eight. Right. An eight. So you, you hit the outside circle. Soul string, you're letting me down, buddy. Oh, fuck me. It was almost another eight. 18. 18. All right. So that's your first bullseye. Straight into the middle. I get a 21. No, 22. 22. Bang. Another one. So you don't split through that arrow. It lands immediately next to it. On my last one, I openly proclaim that although I missed my first two shots, I am going to split that same arrow down the middle. All right. So what you're going to do now is you're going to do a proficiency. If you get 16 or higher, I would like you to roll an additional 20. And I got a 12. Does not matter. You will not split that arrow. That arrow lands just on the outside. This is bullshit. Two on bullseye, three on the outside. You know, there's a respectable clap from the cloud. You know, there, there, there only appears to be this one dude that has landed more than uh, more than one bullseye. You, you've respectively now in the second place. The, the dude that's at the front there is just like, ah, yes, that's v- very good. Um, wh- what's your name, sir? So I can put your name up on the board. My name is Go Fuck Yourself. Is that with uh, F-U-K or... Yeah, as I hear him say that, I kind of I kind of shy away as if I'm not with him. Yeah. Burrell takes fair. two steps back, but Ugor's just right there in the front next to him. Yeah. <laughs> the entire time. My turn. <laughs> so, all right, Ugor, same rules, same rules apply. So, he gives you he gives you one of the standard bows. You're obviously not going to take soul string. No. Again, this dude that is six foot like eight hands you this bow. He's taller than you, Ugor, and you're the tallest one of the party. Um, he's like, oh, you... Are you sure you should be doing this kind of archery thing? You'd be better suited for the test of strength, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll have a crack at both. Sure, by all means. Eight. So that's going to just hit the fire outside of the hay bale. So it's just, it just hits it barely. <laughs> uh, another one? Eight. eight. All right. So again, <laughs> you, you, it lands just again like two inches above that other one. <laughs> 14. All right. So you hit one of the middle kind of circles just a little bit on the inside. 20. Nat 20. Boom. This Bullseye. guy's like a dart player just working his way up the dartboard. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> you hit square on straight in the dead center of the um, uh, hay bale. All right. You got uh, one more final shot. Oh, let's do this. Three. <laughs> you miss completely. You fire your shot. You got a little bit cocky from your last shot. And, and as you're doing that, like people in the crowd are like, oh, my God, did you see that? He landed like right in the middle. That kind of makes you a little bit distracted, a little bit cocky in the moment. As you fire, the arrow just goes and just like it lands straight off in the bushes just to the right of it. So Yeah, I'll step up. Oh, Burrell's going to have I'll, a crack. I'll step up. I'll give it a go because, you know, that no, no, have no foul. Yeah, you clear off. So now moving on to Burrell, your man. And so he did say to you, Ugo, and it's like, that, that was a fairly good shot. If only you made four more of those. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you step up, grab one of them, you know, give it a quick, give it a quick feel. It's maybe like only a 40 pound bow, you know, nothing, nothing hectic. Whoa. Hit him with a hard or one. that one. So um, I just... I'll pull back that bow and as soon as I let it go, I kid you not, the arrow doesn't even, doesn't even pull the fletching back. It literally <laughs> just drops in between my feet. The guy's just like, that counts. That counts. <laughs> so I pull back again. This time I make sure I actually clip the fletching into the, uh, the bow this time before I, I pull back. And with a big drawback, I get a, it's, a, it's a nine. You know, so it, nine plus it one fires off. from dexterity, so ten. So that, that'll hit the, the, uh, just the outside uh, circle. Moving forward at least. Anyway, load up again, pull back. 17. That's a bullseye. It's not in the dead metal, but it's definitely a bullseye. Yeah, that's one. I'll pull back again. 19. 19. Another bullseye. Again. And I'll pull back one more. And it does the same thing as the first one and lands square between my feet. 
as you does it, it not only does it land on like where the other arrow is, like the other arrow is in the ground, your arrow that you then drop again lands on top of it as if it's like perfectly still. You've now made Two a tower of arrows. High. Don't know how you've done it, but does, you've done does it. Does this count as an extra point, man? Come on. Lightning doesn't strike I, twice. I mean, I don't know how that's happened. After seeing Boral's energetic efforts and hitting the bullseye twice, I request to have a second chance and apologize for being rude to the person trying to take my name down. Okay. I was a bit annoyed that someone as proficient with a bow as myself would do so poorly, and so I'd like a chance to redeem myself. Okay. I mean, look, look, all, all is fair. Normally, it's one per go, but, you know, it, it's fine. But I will say this. Um, because of your smart aleck uh, approach to everything, you can't use your actual bow. You have to use the same bow as everyone else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how my bow will feel about that, but... Um, it's a bow. It's a piece of wood. Yeah, you don't understand the bond that I have with soul string. I, I don't give a shit what that is. If you like a go, you use the standard bow as everyone else. Okay. I put soul string down and pick up their standard shitty bow. You would put it on your back, as you would normally keep it. By all means... Fire away. So for you in this instance, you because it's the same style of bow's soul string, and because of your proficiency and everything, using it would be the same way as you would use soul string. Soul string is not yep. a plus one bow, so your hit DC would be the exact same. So roll it like you did before. I get a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Boom. <sighs> yep. Right in the dead middle. So bullseye number one. I got a sixteen. Bullseye number two. I got a nineteen. Bullseye number three. Uh, 17. Bullseye number four. Uh-huh. Whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. If you get one more, you, you take today. Are you sure you're capable of doing that? Unlike my first try, I'm going to attempt to split my arrow again. Okay, so the same thing. If you hit 16 or higher, you have to roll another d20. I roll... I rolled a 25. <laughs> 25. That'll definitely hit it. Now roll me a d20, just a normal d20. Rolling a d20. I got a nat 20. <laughs> Yeah, baby! As you fire, it leaves in slow motion. Uh, for everyone that's looking, in slow motion, the, the bow fires the arrow. The arrow wobbles and it goes down, straight down past everyone. In slow motion, cuts a bit of leaf that was flying through the air. Straight and twine. And as it hits onto the board, it splits square down the middle of another arrow, straight into the hay bale. And as it does that, for some reason, the hail bale also gets sent back a meter or so. And then for some reason, the hay bale explodes. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't have to use my arrows for this. <laughs> yes, you are. So you definitely split that arrow down a bit. But you also get the sense that you maybe have also broken the other arrows in the process and also the target. Um, the dude's like, that was very impressive. Um, um, uh, you should give that fucking piece of shit of wood that you have on your back away. Uh, clearly, That's you're just better with a better bow. Um, also... Because you've broken this thing, um, that's going to be 10 silver. <sighs> I, I quickly dart in front. I slip him 10 silver. go, okay, Navarth, we have to move. Oh, okay. And I, I usher Navarth away before he can, he can do any more before damage. I, before I can make course. any comments. <laughs> before any comments come out, it is out of there. What is your name? So I can put it on the board. And then I yell back, Navarth. <laughs> and we continue to shuffle okay. forward. And the, the other dude with the mustache is like just looking really annoyed. This is like, stupid. He just picks up one of his arrows and he tries to bend it. He just doesn't bend. And he throws it and he walks away really annoyed. So as, as this entire thing is taking place, about halfway through the interaction um, with like your first shots that you were firing, Falas has come over 
uh, with potion, like a little goodie bag in in hand. He hasn't put it away into his pockets yet. <laughs> I can I can actually I can envision that just like a kid at at, uh, at like a show or something <laughs> just coming across with his goodie bag and just like oh what are they doing? Are you going to put your potions away before you actually arrive to the other boys? Well, I was going to divvy them up a little bit because I feel like it should be uh, give one of each of the healing. To everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you can do that. Boral, you notice that yeah, Falas is carrying like a little woven bag that he got for free. Oh, so he's got a string pouch. Yeah. It's a man purse. Leave man it be. <laughs> <laughs> I may notice it, but I'm currently trying to shuffle out Navarre. So it's a bit a bit on the back burner. Oh, I see them shuffling. So I'm going to instantly assume something bad's happened. Oh, you, you've watched this mo- most of this interaction. You, you may not have been right next to them, but you've seen the arrows go back and forth. So you haven't heard what's been said, but you've definitely seen what happened. All right. Well, then I'm just going to then walk in tow with them until we get to a distance that they want to stop pushing each other. <laughs> I only break us out into just, just a, a gap in the crowd so then we don't have to bark, darting back through people. <laughs> And then once we're clear, I just I let him go, and he, he just takes his own steps forward till he can calm himself, and then we'll... I say, where, where are we off to now, boys? Hey, Orc. Yes? It's the same dude that was doing the archery. He then walks over to the uh, test of strength, and he's just like, you look strong, have a whack. Ah, I really <laughs> shouldn't. Blast, blast, blast. You should, <laughs> you should offer the stim. I know I'm metagaming at the moment because I'm not supposed to know, but like, you should offer him the stim. Metagaming, metagaming. Come on. To not metagame as well, I was going to say my knowledge is I don't think it will help him. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so we'll remove this section here anyway. So, so is anyone else going to go with Ugor over to the test of strength? Oh, fuck yeah. I, you, you, I might as well You best watch. believe we're all going to test our strength. Sure. We all need to see where we sit. <laughs> yeah, we all follow in tow. So this one is a one hit go. He's, he's just like, <clears throat> all right, so you get one hit, you hit the bell, you win a prize. You don't hit the bell, piss off. And don't take any weak people around here. Oh, my God. All right. Is this an unarmed strike roll? This is a strength check. So, Ugor, you're up to the plate. There is a wooden wooden mallet. 14. And he's rolled and hit a 14. So, you hit it. Pin goes all the way up towards the bell and doesn't just hit it. Just slides all the way back down to the bottom. He goes, hmm. But you were stronger than that. I'm holding back. <laughs> you're holding back? Are you? I'm holding back. You're, you're holding back. All right. Hit it again. Oh, That's no. a 13. <laughs> oh, dear. That's a 13. Oh, no. Goes up and it goes about two inches below the other one, uh, the other where it what just was, and it comes back down. Uh, I missed breakfast this morning. You you missed breakfast, right. Okay. Hey, Ugor, I thought you could hit harder than that. My mum hits harder than that. Come on. Can I turn around and shove him? You can push him, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, right, just... let's do that. What do I roll it? Nothing. Yeah, I'm going to say you push him. You just shove him. He just moves like... An inch or two back. Come, prove yourself. I thought you were better than this. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my arm just in front of Devarth yet again, <laughs> and just whisper to him to calm down. Yeah, look, Brow, I'm calm. I'm just trying to egg him on. It's okay. He's got I, I this. Know, I know my strength. Well, I mean, if you know your strength, you you you'll hit it hard. You hit hit it hard. So you you want me to to go all out? Or? I'll go all out, please. Break the machine. Do it. <laughs> 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 oh, God, that was a ten. Um, so it goes halfway up and then and comes back down. So, is that really all you're made of? Big, big looking orc can't can't hit this. He he then says, "Pass it here. Let, let me show you how this is done." As this guy comes up the step, 
up to have the swing, I'm going to minor illusion that is uh, pants have fallen down. Right, as he goes <laughs> to, to swing. him Ooh. while he swings. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well let's, let's see what happens when he swings. <laughs> Make him do it at disadvantage so he doesn't do better than Ugo. All right, so I'm, I'm going to say that it, he, he's going to have a disadvantage on this roll. So da -da -da -da, that's a 23. <laughs> <laughs> The 14. So it goes about as high as your first one did. Yeah, and it comes back down. He's just like, oh, what, my pants. Wait, what? And I'll dispel him as he goes to pull him up. He's the big man now. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> who's who's doing magic here? Uh, I think the magic is that you don't have a belt anymore. I didn't see anything. Seems oh, like uh, you're just having a bit of difficulty, mate. Do you want to have another swing, mate? Just in case. You no, know. no, no, no. I, I'm here to authenticate and run this thing. If you want to have a swing, boy. You, right, you do I'll, it. I'll gladly step up to the plate. All right. <laughs> Little Elven boy is going to have a crack. Oh, yeah. It's a measly 19. 19. <laughs> Jesus <All right>. Christ. <laughs> As you hit it, it goes up and it millimeters away from the ding. It's just like... Ah, you know what? It's not my forte, so I'll uh, I'll take that. I'm quite happy with that. Anyone else want to step up to the plate? A flash? You want to give it a go? Not really. The, the, the sorcerer? <laughs> Many heavier things. <laughs> oh, give it a go. Why not? We're here. Sure. Might as well. I can Step give it up. a go. Give it a, give it a rip. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Yeah. It right down the middle. Goes, goes about halfway up and then comes back down. Oh, well. Righto. Let, let's see what a measly human can pull. All right. Two-handed grip. Gentlemen, this is how we do it here. That's a 14. Yep. You get as bad as high as Ugor and the other guy did. It goes up. Yeah. Hey, hey. As I as I am kind of running around feeling super happy about my strength, I I urge and encourage Ugor to give it one more whack. <sighs> if Come the on, system mate. will allow it. The system will allow it. Uh, <laughs> Ugor, before you do that, um, roll me roll me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, Ten plus two. Twelve. Four. Yep. All right. So at that same moment as you know, Devartha's running around going, nya, 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 nya. I hit how you did. You just like, party just is like, you're annoyed. You're really bottled up and you just, you're not an angry person normally. And this is just starting to get on your fucking nerves. Roll your strength check. 20. But you are angry that um, no matter what, you hit that fucking bell. You rolled a 20, which is exactly what I wanted to happen. So it goes up and it hits the bell. Could it go through the top? <laughs> well, if you had rolled a little bit higher, maybe. But ah. it definitely goes up and it makes a really loud ring. Um, but unfortunately, in the process of you've done that, the shaft of the hammer to where the head is uh, breaks. <laughs> the, the head of the hammer just falls to the crown. The guy's just like, are you just a bunch of fucking troublemakers? He's breaking stuff. That's 10 silver right there. There we go again. And I'll, 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 I'll step forward again. I'm going to do this quickly. I'm just, I'm just going to slow down. I'm just going to keep this under the radar, please, mm -hmm. man. And then I try and usher us all out. Whether or not Ugo follows me is his own issue. But I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get us out of he, here. He takes the, the silver and twine. has now got 20 of your silver that you've given him and just goes, okay. Can I kick the, uh, the head of the, the hammer away as I walk off in frustration? And he looks at you and then just shakes his head. So, so with all us pretty happy with, or I, I'm pretty chuffed with uh, the efforts of how things have gone. Um, I, I feel like I'd probably use some... I was going to remind him, do you still need to change your clothes, man? <laughs> uh, look, Flas, that's just un, un, uncalled for. All right. I am very respectable with my 40-year-old clothing. Um, I wash it at least twice a week. Uh, does it smell too bad? As you were saying this, uh, in the di distance you hear, Oh, you! What? <laughs> <laughs> what a dimwit. <laughs> hey, 
are you? What? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> ZQ. Um, no. <laughs> um, he just goes, I say, you boss. Why don't you come over here? Why is he going to sell the drugs? <laughs> My name is Foghorn Leghorn. I, I say, say, I say, say, I say, I say, boy. I say, boy. I say, boy. Just roll with it, okay? Yeah, you see over in the distance the clothing store that's just got um, clothing written there and he, he, there's this dude there with, you know, that's built. He's like seven foot six. He doesn't appear to be a human, but you're not really kind of sure what he is. Can I roll a perception check? You, you, uh, you would be more like an insight check if you were wanting to try and see. What Whichever check it is to figure out what he is. Fine. You know that he has arms and legs and looks male? True. Can I do an insight check as well, just to join in the fun? I got one. <laughs> just straight up one. You see him as you're looking. Like, you know how sometimes when you're looking at things and your eyes kind of go a bit like blurry at the distance? But, see, but that can't work because I've got really good eyesight for distance. <laughs> I mean, you rolled a fucking one. So, yeah, true. <laughs> it's just like it, it, your vision gets blurry for a second. Maybe all the like the rush of blood and all this adrenaline. All the excitement. All the excitement. You just, yeah. <laughs> So you, you fall mosey on over and he's just like, I said, boys, you look like you could use some clothing. And he just cracks his hands. As he cracks his hands, you just see below two other arms just crack. And you notice that this person has four arms um, for some reason. And he's just like, I, I say, you, you all look like you could use some clothing. I have exactly what you need. What, are, what have you got for me, good sir? Sir. I, I have been sizing you up from a distance and I can tell right now that you need yourself some fine silk clothing. You look like you haven't gotten out of those clothes in about 40 years. That's a pretty fair guess. Uh, it might be, might, might be 41, so you're not exactly on the mark, but you're definitely in the ballpark. Well, you look like shit anyways, so... <laughs> he, he just pulls out some cloth and stuff and he's just like, All right, stand still, now do a little twirl for me. I proceed to spin around on the spot. All right. I didn't need you to actually do that, but it's good that you did. Um, <laughs> you, you asked me to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm you listen to a stranger. That's your fault. Um, <laughs> he just starts like, <laughs> he just presents forward to you set of clothing. He's like, all right, this wrap here is five golds worth of clothing. Now, what this is, is a cloak. It's a reversible cloak. Right. On the outside, it has black. It's a nice midnight black, so you can blend in with the darkness. You, because you look like a wood elf, I'd say also like the color green. So on the inside is a nice dark green. So you can reverse this cloak whenever you want. Also, I have some nice clothing just to replace the other bits of general clothing that you have. That's five gold right there. Right. Bit of a, bit of a price one there. That's, that's a, bit, it's a bit hefty. Is there any chance you'll take four gold? I mean, I'm open to negotiation. What if I ask, ask the stranger's name? What is your name, sir? My name is Gahil Vovela. Yep, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce that, so... My friends call me G. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> oh, so G! You can call me your friend, because I'm going to start calling you G from now on. Okay, I got no now, problem. Now, G, where, where, are you, where are you from? You probably can't recognize my race, uh, mainly because I'm not from here. I'm not from Gragos, Caldon, Frozula, or wherever the fuck the other place is. I'm actually not from this <laughs> planet, and neither are my species. And how did you get here? Uh, well, my, my mama, we crashed, my mama died, and then I got picked up by some humans, and they raised me as a human. Explains the English accent. There, there is obviously that, but uh, I found where I crashed many years later, and uh, I found out who I actually am. I am what's called an Avarian, 
And the Varian. E Varian. E Varian. Right. I see. So if you're not from this planet, then surely you wouldn't need that much gold. Oh, ho, ho. I've been doing this for the last 60 years. Do you think I would be dumb enough to just drop my prices? This is fine silk clothing. May I've seen finer silk elsewhere. Okay. You, you, you want that? So if you wanted to try and drop his price, I'm going to say you can either try and make a charm check. But we don't insult him. Your three options usually in this situation is you try charming your way through, you're being persuasive, or you're intimidating. Because of the way you're talking, I'm going to say you can do persuasion or um, intimidation, not, not charisma, sorry. Persuasion check, I rolled a nine. He, he just looks at you and he goes, it's five gold, or I can make it six gold. Six gold, eh? Didn't realize that people with four arms could count that high. You look at him and as you do notice, he has seven fingers on each hand. Oh, I forgot to mention as well. He has like a light red skin and very bright white eyes. He has white iris um, and the outside is black. Well, so you you strike a hard bargain, but I think I'll take it for the five. Right, five gold. All right. Anyone else going to buy clothes from this fantastic four-armed weirdo? You say that, Elad, and just it just goes, huh, weirdo. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Looks at Ugo and he just goes, I know what I can do for you. He pulls out two silk-looking things. He's like, your clothing already has woven into the chain mail the way that it is. Uh, I have this gold silk and also some red. I, I also have some white silk with some red. Either one I can wove straight into the way that your armor is and make it nice and shiny. As he says that in your head, uh, Ugo, you go, it just drifts back to the, the way that you came to be to this point in time. And you remember Brighthammer. Brighthammer was a golden hero that stood above all other paladins. A golden hero with a golden cloak, a golden hammer. What would you like to pick? I'm not worthy yet. I'll do this for three gold. It, it would make you look very, very pretty. I'm an orc. I'm not that pretty. Let, let me make the deal sweeter then. So the way that you have your clothing at the moment, on your non-dominant arm, it's just, you know, your sleeve that runs down to your cuff uh, with your chainmail along it. How about if I made a side cloak that sat over your non-dominant arm that I could also do as reversible? And we'll have, say, for instance... The gold that weaves in with your chainmail that would look extra bright and vibrant with underneath the red accent of the reversible cloak that sits just over your left shoulder. If we come back through, if we come back through, I'll stop well, by. Well, this is unfortunate timing, I guess, because this is the last time I'm actually at these markets. I'm traveling overseas next week. Ah, where are you headed? Well, I'm actually heading over to whatever that merchant capital country is. I got friends there. They want me to come there and sell my wares. Well, unlucky. Um... Mace, may, we may meet again, but it's not meant to be now. I mean, that's your choice. You can continue looking the way you do. You, you other elf, I, I have a great idea for you. You don't have any other generic weapons. Would that be right in saying that you were a sorcerer or a wizard of some kind? I am some sort of magic user. I specialize in all manner of clothing, especially robes, sorcerer's robes that make you look immaculate. Now, I can do this with uh, like a brown kind of look with some blue accents on it, or I could do a nice blue robes with some nice brown accents. I'll do that for three gold. Yeah, I'll purchase them and use them as an attire when I see fit. Sure, that's no problem. Which one are you you going to go with? Are you going to go with the brown with the blue accents or the blue with the brown accent? Now, just so you know, these kind of robes would be more uh, what your character would naturally look like. 
Because right now you look like just a commoner. You don't necessarily look like a sorcerer or a wizard of any kind. Wearing this would just give you the perception that you are one. So which one are you going to go with, the blue or the brown? Actually, I'll go with the blue, with the brown. I scream out, good choice. There's no need to yell. He's literally a foot and a half away from you. Don't question me. You see me, like, uh, turn my head to the side and cover up the uh, ear that he's yelling from. (laughs) I forget the feeling that this happens after. Like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) All right, so as he's doing that, he makes the robes literally in front of you in seconds, just, like, puts it in front of you. This dude is super proficient. So he hands you that over. You hand him the, the three gold. Human. Hmm. That's me. You are very well kept for a human in this region. Are you from here? I don't know whether or not to take offense or be uh, encouraged, but I'm not from here. I mean, I- I've got no problem with that at, at all, you know, to each their own as they were. Uh, but just noticing your nails aren't even that dirty. The way that you keep yourself, your clothing, your stature, the way you hold yourself, you must have some kind of money. Not a lot of silver after today, am I right, Burrell? And then after you decide to show everything anyway, you were saying. How would you like to have, we'll give you a nice vest with a nice purple undershirt. And you know what? I, I have some leather gauntlets as well that would pair nicely with what you've got here. Is that all? Well, I mean, you know, I can throw in a cloak if you like. I'm trying to start a bargain, man. You need to talk like a merchant. Ooh, okay. So, so that's the kind of play that you've got. All right. I will make you... Hold on. Intimidation check yeah, real right. quick. Go on for it. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, no. The way you've said things is kind of just like... He, he's just not even registered that you've, the fact that you've tried to intimidate him. Okay. How about this? I, I'll give you a nice vest that is of a light red tan kind of look. The same color as the gauntlets. We'll give you a nice regal purple shirt that is silk. And in on the collar, I will have your initials stitched in. I'm passing the initials, thanks. No problem. Well, for that, I'll do it for three gold. And if you like, I can throw in a cloak, a nice black cloak that can go down to uh, just below your knees, if you like, as well. Ah, well, can't say no to that. Perfect. So, and literally, he just pulls out a vest and gauntlets that he seemingly already had made up uh, as well um, that fit you perfectly. Um, as well as a uh, purple shirt. It's like a midnight kind of purple you know, look. So he then hands that over to you. Well, you know, hand him three gold coins by flicking one and cashing it just in front of his face for which check? And that would be a dexterity check. Yeah, 14. Bit of flair. Yeah, so it's a quick flick and a catch in front of his face and then just an open. Okay, thank you. During um, Burrell's transaction, I might actually put on the clothes and then I'll pay for it. I've also put my... My cloak on. Yep. You, you've also, you, for, for you, Navarth, he gave you just general clothes to replace your old clothes because everything was a bit tattered. If you want, I can dispose of your old clothes or you can keep them. I don't really care. So can you break them down into into textiles? Can I get you to just break one down? Happy to pay. Sure. Uh, I'll do that for two silver. Two silver. Done deal. All right. So he then um, cuts up your clothing into like... Uh, Say like six sheets of uh, textiles. I'll get him to do the same for mine. Yeah, if for you, yours is quite not really usable as textiles. It's it's more like rags. So if mine's if mine's pretty mediocre, will you do it for free? Yes, he will. Bora, don't you have like a wolf pelt or something that you tried to carve? Uh, I do have damage. Maybe you could pelt, sell it. Unfortunately, like yeah, I was going to say use it as a cloak or something. You sort. could definitely do that. Well, do you have much use for such things? Say a damaged wolf pelt. It depends on how damaged it is. Um. Well, obviously, I'll reach into my rucksack and I'll I'll hand over a piece of damaged uh, wolf 
pelt and see what does our four-armed friend think. I can do one of two things. I can either make you a wolf hood. Mm, you see, you don't have the head. If you had the wolf's head also carved, I would be able to make something that would actually sit on your shoulder. I'll I'll take some monetary if that's if that's. Hey, right, look, if you want. want to sell it, I'll 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 pay you five silver for it. Done deal. Five silver. I ask him if he can make jewelry at all. Uh, jewelry is not my forte, although jewelry uh, is kind of like tinkering little little. Well, the the store next to me when he like gestures over and he's like, "This has odds and ends, little little trinkets and whatnot." He may have something to do with jewelry. I don't know him. By means, if you want to have a chat to him, you definitely can. I might go have a sus. So you guys are all done with him. He bids you farewell. Are you all going to go with Navath just stepping over to the store next? Sure. While we're doing that, I'll show them what I bought with the healing potions and actually hand them out now. One each. Yep. You guys uh, take a step over to the trinket store. You hear the, the clerk like you know, cough and uh, clear his throat. <coughs> trinkets! Trinkets! Come in! Have a look at my trinkets. You got good. You got very good. And you got also good. Trinkets! I'm dying. <laughs> was, uh, was, was, was this planned from the get-go? Or is this why you've been here the whole fucking time? <laughs> definitely don't have a special guest Gugner to this episode. Trinkets! 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 Get your trinkets over here! Hello, Mr. Trinket, man. Get your man. trinkets! Um, Hello! I'm, I've got a question for you. Do, you. do you make custom orders? No. No, you you can't no. you can't create anything from from things we might have in our inventory, like uh, you know, the cut out tooth of a giant sunflower. No, I have a jar of toenails. Ooh, I don't really need toenails. Not gonna lie, might might interest for last for potions, but nothing for me. Wait, what? As you say that, like, Falas just gives you a look of like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> I also have a sapphire ring. That revives the holder once. I'll snap that up. How much gold for that one? Not for sale. <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> if you had to put a price to that piece, what would you say? No. <laughs> Could I t- Death, would it be possible to take this man aside without the rest of this, the party being able to listen? Oh, um... Uh, what do you mean? He's he's that's he said no, and I don't control what he says. Can Burrell and I together both do a persuasion check to make it sell it to us? You can you can roll for that. Do you, do you want me to intimidate? Yes. Can we all? Can we just all roll intimidation together as a group? Yeah. All right. Group intimidation check time. Let's go. Oh, I got a fifteen. I got a seventeen. I got seventeen. All right. As you do that. You hang on, hang on. You're waiting on f- three. All right, never mind. For last, <laughs> for last, never intimidate. What are you going to say to try and intimidate him? Me? Well, not you. I mean, oh, because uh, so considering I rolled a two, I was probably still dumbfounded by the toenail comment. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, Navarth, Ugo, what are you going to say to try and intimidate him? <clears throat> and then clink my battle axe on my shield. Okay, Navarth, what are you going to do? I'm going to look like I'm preparing soul string. Okay, well, you're about to threaten someone, All right? Sure. Um, and yeah, geez, we're intimidating him, not killing yeah, sure. him. Sure, I mean, the intimidation's a level of threatening it as is well. It's threatening, of course, but you know, it all depends now how the the merchant responds. Are we inside a store, or is it like it's, a it's an open stand? market? Open air market. So there are people walking Can around. Can I make a look around to see if anyone's actually watching? There are people looking at you. Brow, what are you gonna do? 
Well, I was actually going to probably get you guys to maybe just put your things away. <laughs> that's that's defeating as we're in the market. An intimidation check isn't of a our intimidation morale. It was intimidation, not initiative. Right, ease up. <laughs> it's going to be both hands on the table, and it's going to be a. I'm sure we can settle on a price somewhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like your intimidation actually hasn't worked. I also have a potato that looks like a dragon. That's great, mate. Back to the sapphire ring. No. I ask how much. Not for sale. You look down on the table. It literally is like a potato that's been carved into a dragon. Okay, Mr. Merchant, is there anything for sale in this piece of shit market stand of yours? No. Then why are you here? I said, come and have a look at my trinkets. But... (laughs) (sighs) I didn't say for sale. I said, come and have a look. I had good, some very good, and some good. I never said for sale. I proceed to leave <laughs> before I break his stand. Yeah, our silence speaks volumes. Oh, I was going to say, as I walk away, I give it a give it a quick uh, fist pound and maybe break a board or two. A board of what? Oh, it's going to be like a hammer fist downwards, and I'll maybe break a board or two in his stand. Uh, so you you punch down, you you like crack into the, the one of the pieces of wood on the actual stall. Jimbo, Jimbo, got some. People destroying my stall, showing off my lovely trinkets. Just because they can't buy anything, they just could, they can't look with their eyes, and he's destroying my lovely stall. J- Jimbo walks over and he's just like, <sighs> just, I mean, you, but also, <sighs> just pay me five silver and just leave. Is he talking to us? Yes, you broke something in the public, like the, I, of someone else's. I tell else's. him, does he want to have a repeat of archery and strength training? And then I, f- he simply step in front of our thick. Don't don't, don't give this piece of shit more of your silver barrel. No, don't give more silver to this piece of shit. This mustache, six-fourth piece of shit. No. Not everyone's as poor as you, Mr. Buy Everyone a Room. Listen to me. I have plenty silver and can pay for myself, good friend. But the reality is there's four of us and one of him. He's shown that he has no strength and can't shoot an arrow past four. So what is he going to do? This guy wasn't the one that shot uh, the arrows. That was another dude with a big mustache. I was going to say he didn't shoot any arrows. He maybe, I don't know. Hit the strength test, have a bit harder than you, champion. No, he didn't. He's he, didn't. Up. he didn't. He really, really didn't. <laughs> he just says, look, okay, I don't want to cause any other right strife, but you have damaged someone else's. We didn't want to come to this shitty market anyway, but your good old Dal made us. Uh, I mean, she's just a simple woman that works in the... Yeah, and she's just simply wasted our evening, so why don't you back the fuck up and we can continue on our adventure? As you are kind of do, uh, talking a bit a heightened, um, evergreen guards are present uh, and are just starting to... A couple of them are starting to surround the area a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm already walking away, seeing as I got shut down. I've already started walking away. Yeah. I did not want to be there. I was ready to flick silver and run, but Navath apparently wanted to make it his own issue. Just leave the market. Don't come back. Good. Didn't want to come back to this shit all anyway. <laughs> As you're leaving, um, G just goes, bye-bye. All right, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode had a special guest in it, Gergnerd. Thank you very much for being in the episode today. And we'll continue on with next episode as they leave the markets and venture off forth towards Sledge. We'll see you then.